0: Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break.
1: Sweet, sweet lady. How I've missed you. (laughs) Mm. Uh, How are you? I'm good. How
0: are you? How was your Halloween? Oh, good. I I totally forgot about that. That happened. There's been a lot of stuff that's been happening that I that I'm not going to remember because a lot of crazy shit has been going on. But to answer your question. Halloween went great because Rowan got too much candy for a child to eat. So that means the uh, tax rate for the dad tax is going to be pretty high.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I've
0: been eating a lot of candy. Is that the dad tax?
1: This is Ryder's bag. Oh, wow. And Ryder can't eat any candy. Wow. 100% dad tax. Wow,
0: wow, 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 wow. We also did two different trunk or treats before Halloween.
1: Nice. So
0: we got... Uh, Just a metric fuck ton
1: Yeah, nice nice, How was your Halloween? It was good, it was uh, hilarious because um, We went up we had like this whole idea because there's there's a number of houses that really go all out as far as decorations around our neighborhood. Um, some of have you ever seen the giant skeletons. That oh, are, yeah. We I had think?
0: a couple of those here. I mean, I live in Jersey. We had a few different of those. Yeah.
1: yeah. I had a feeling you probably have a few of those because you live in like an actual development. Yeah. But we have a couple of those as well. And he loves them. I mean, there's one house in particular that is known as the skeleton house. Who's he? So this guy he keeps showing up. On my house. Emerson loves the skeleton house. They both do. But really, Emerson is like... Yeah. Every day is like, can we go by the skeleton? Because there's three of them this house has. Three. Oh, wow. All different ones, too. One of them is in their neighbor's yard. Wait, whose neighbor's... Ge- what are you talking about? The, the So the house that has these three giant skeletons, two of them... Are in their front yard and then their neighbor has given them permission to put the other one in their yard as well. And apparently next year they're going to have a witch and that's probably going to go in their other neighbor's yard because there's no room.
0: So we've been discussing using our abilities as... Des, like Melinda's a designer. Right. I do carpentry. Right. We're talking about because we have more yard than house. Yeah. So we were talking about doing a maze that leads oh. into the backyard out of like, like build a maze out of wood, out of like
1: wow. plywood for Halloween. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Because otherwise it just sounds like you're luring people into your no, backyard. Let me
0: tell you, have you ever seen the movie Saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I know exa- like I'm,
1: I'm with you right away. Okay. I great. know exactly what you're doing. But
0: yeah, uh, we were talking about doing. That and I was one of the ideas she had was from the more creative design aspect. She was talking about like a theme that we could change that way, we could like. We could basically keep the the materials, Mm -hmm. change up the direction that the maze goes just by tearing it down and putting it up however we want, because it'll just be wood. And then she was talking about as well, we could change the themes as well. And one of the ideas she had was like, you could make it like the Scarecrow from Batman has, you know, we could get like a fog machine. And then we could use, we could make it all twisted and shit inside. And I was like, one of the ideas I had is get one of those fucking like 12 foot tall skeletons dress it up like a scarecrow oh, and put it in there.
1: I wonder if they have a scarecrow of some kind. I mean, it'd be easy to just get one of those. No, and- I know. I'm just saying that because they have a, like there's a werewolf. There was a there's but a I house with specifically a werewolf. That ske- I think
0: it'd be baller. Yeah. If it was that skeleton. Like you don't have to. Like, it can still be a skeleton, because it'd just be like, what's the freakiest fucking thing right, 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 you could think right. of? And oh. we just put, like, a giant coat on it and shove some straw in right, it, you
1: know? Right, Oh, man, that would be sweet. Right? And then um, and then at the center, is there just a pit for the bodies, or what are you <laughs> thinking about? Uh, I was thinking
0: about putting asbestos in the walls and just letting that let itself. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, oh, Okay, I see yeah, what you mean. Yeah, that's yeah. a good <laughs> idea. I think that's, that's excellent. The
0: bigger problem... Is that Rowan will now not stay in his crib. (laughs) And let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. A week ago, he wouldn't stay in his crib. Now he's got a bed, which he also will not stay in.
1: Yay! All right. So now he's getting
0: up. At, like, fucking 7.30 in the morning every goddamn day. I mean. And he can run around. The first day he did it, we were still doing the timed thing. We're like, we're like no, no, you get up at 9.30, mm-hmm. right? We've got a little clock that tells you when it's time for us to get you. Yep. And we're not going to go in until that goes off. So he was running around. And when I went in at 9.30, his diaper had exploded full of poop. All right. And so we had to haul everything out of his room. Put everything in the wash, deep clean his room.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Do the smell test to try to find spots we missed.
1: Yeah, 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 It was,
0: it was, it's not, it's, I'm having a hard time, man. Oh, uh,
1: listen, let me tell you something. Ryder is about ready for potty training. We haven't started that yet. Now, well, here's the thing, is that Ryder's still in diapers, but he now is very uncomfortable when he poops. And so now he is taken to taking his hand and sticking it down his diaper and then pulling it out and then showing and then like walking up to Sarah with his hand out being like, there's this on my hand. I think you need to change me, but not before he also along the way gets sidetracked to three or four other things and getting poop on walls and floors and surfaces and things like that. Oh, it's great. Christ. It's really great. I
0: you know what? I take it all back. I was complaining? I am no longer complaining.
1: I'll always have one up on you, buddy. <laughs> always. <laughs> Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and finally crash from eating all your kids' Halloween candy. My name is Chris Treble. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. You know
0: what's fun, though, is that halfway through trick-or-treating, Rowan was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go to the park.
1: Emerson did the same thing. We went out at 5 o'clock. By 5.55, he went, can I just do one more house and be done? And part of me was like, way to go, you. Like, way to know your limits and, like, not even give in to, like, I have to keep doing this. You're just, like, done. But then as we were going back, people would offer him candy. And he'd be like, no, thank you. And then the dad of me was like, you fucking traitor. How dare you turn the kid? Because he doesn't eat candy. Yeah. He's, he eats gummy bears, and that's pretty much it. Everything else in that bag, that is going right in my mouth, all right? And I'm like, God, every time he would turn something down, I'm like, son of a bitch, how dare you? I
0: think Rowan didn't understand. I think we, like, we, he, he, we were getting close to the park, yeah, and he was like, oh, park, and I was like, don't you want to do more trick-or-treating, get more candy, and he was like, no, park, and we were like, look, man, the day's for you, so, like, if you, we can go to the park. Whatever, man. Like, let's go to the park, and he went to the park, he went down the slide a couple times, he went on the swing, and and then eventually, I sort. I was like, "All right, look, man, you're going to be real sad. We can go to the park another day, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're going to be real sad if you miss this." So I was like, "I'm just going to pick you up. We're going to start walking back to trick or treating, and I'm going to explain this to you." And I was pretty confident. <laughs> I was pretty confident that after I explained it to him, he would he would actually get, get it, it and it. be sure, like, "Oh, yeah, okay. you can logic I this was out like, with him." Here's the deal, bub. Trick or treating is only right now, and if you miss it you're going to have to wait a whole year. You can't go trick-or-treating tomorrow, but we can come to the park tomorrow if you want. And I was like, do you understand? And he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, so do you want to go trick-or-treating? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then every now and then he'd be like, oh, park. And I'd have to remind him again. And then he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. But he liked trick especially, here's another thing that worked. Yeah. I took a piece of chocolate out of his his bucket and I opened it.
1: And you ate it in front of him. <laughs> And they're like, this is what we're doing this for. I
0: handed it to him. Yeah. And I was like, do you want more of this? And he was like, more. And I was like, then you got to go to the houses. Oh, my
1: gosh. This is the same way a drug dealer works, Andrew.
0: <laughs> the hell? I've got news for you. It's an addiction.
1: Yeah. You were like, see this, Mr. Goodbar? The first taste is free, bitch.
0: But then, yeah, he. Uh, we found a ho- we, got, we went to a house that had full-size candy bars. Oh, that's
1: that's the house, man.
0: And I like we walked up. It was in the guy's garage, first of all, which I was like a little hesitant. But we walked
1: up. But You're like, but they have full size candy bars, so <laughs> it's worth the risk. Yeah. But I
0: was like, oh man, hey, hey, how's it going? And he was like, hey, how you guys doing? And he was like, yeah, you know, feel free to take one. And I walked up, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that's what a lot of people say when they come up here. I guess my wife gets the good stuff. It was like. A box of full size, like two Reese's cup, Reese's cups. Right. A full size Butterfinger, full size Baby Ruth, full size Payday, full size bags of M and M's.
1: I like how he's like, I guess my wife gets the good stuff. What did you? What did you never trick or treat? I know. I was like, What "What are you from the 1920s or something? Like, what the (laughs) fuck? Everybody yeah. knows the full-size candy bars gets the good stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, fuck this. Let's get into this. Yeah. Let's get into this. Andrew. What? The entire course of the DC cinematic universe has changed, and it's changed in its entirety because of one, one man, and that man... Is James, James Gunn. Gun, but yes. we're not talking about that right now. We're, we're, we're not. We're, but Before we get to that, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about Black Adam. Black Adam happened. Black Adam is here. It's been a, it's been a long something like 18 year journey or something. I don't even know.
0: Hey, hey, all I can say is finally a film that will have people asking the important questions. Like, has the hierarchy changed really in the D.C.U.? Is the rock actually as tall as a building? They can't really say Black Adam, can they?
1: Yeah, so let's talk about let's get into Black Adam. I I just saw this today actually. Oh nice. Um I got a nice and early in my and which has nothing to do with the movie and then I also went, oh shit, I got to go see this movie. So, Black Adam Listen, it's Black Adam. You know, there's there's a wizard, there's a guy and it's Egypt, but it's not Egypt. You know what I'm saying? And then and then Gotham
0: is New York City, but it's not.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's so this, you know, the slaves and there's a bunch of slaves working and not Egypt. And then one slave rises above the other slaves and tries to free the slaves. And then they get struck down and then wizards. And then he gets a lot of powers. Five thousand yada, 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 yada later. And then, you know, the rock shows up. That feels like a pretty accurate summary of this plot, actually. I know I was only, I can't even say half-assing it, but think about this. That's not far off from really just basically the entire movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Just heads
0: up, we're going to spoil this movie? Yes, we are. Yeah. First, before we do that, though, I'm hesitant to even ask this question, knowing full well that I will have to answer it as well. Okay. Do you want to give like a recommend a not recommend or whatever?
1: uh listen do you want to spend money to go see this movie no well when it comes to streaming should you watch this movie yeah i'll give it that much uh you know like this is one of those movies if we weren't doing this for this podcast i would have gone yeah i'll just wait i'll wait it's fine. It's not it's not a complete and utter train wreck. It's not a hot mess. It's not the worst that DC has put out, I would I say.
0: I would argue it's not by far.
1: However, is it absolutely outstanding? No. Nah, I'd say it's middle of the road. What do you think? I
0: liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Okay. I would say if you can get a, a like a cheap movie ticket Like one of those early ones?
1: So maybe I'm, I may be tainted because I got like a half price movie ticket for this. Did you
0: say taint?
1: Yeah. Tainted. The past, the past tense of taint. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think it's worth... A cheap ticket price. I'll
1: grant you cheap ticket price. I wouldn't
0: go out with a bunch of friends and spend collectively like two hundred bucks on the.
1: Don't make this a night.
0: Yeah. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah. Like if this is your night out.
0: Yeah. Black Panther Two is coming out. Yeah. Don't. Um, this save is not it for that. that.
1: The, yeah. This yeah. movie is something else. Yeah. There were moments that like actually made me somewhat emotional in this. I did. I mean, listen. I maybe I'm underplaying. It. I did like this movie, I, and actually, I really, I actually went in expecting not to like it, and came out. with was like, oh, that was actually fun. There were good times about it.
0: Yeah. I, well, and especially after we've seen the Rotten Tomatoes reviews from all of the critics right. saying that it is it is bad, essentially. Right. Like... Because they do like a pass or fail, and all the critics have been have been giving it a fail. Yeah, which is wild to me. Like to me, it it definitely passes. Like it's it's better than it's bad. If that makes sense. I,
1: no, it makes total sense. I wouldn't
0: obviously. I wouldn't give it ten out of ten, but it certainly passes fifty percent for me. I'd put it closer to like maybe seven out of ten,
1: like seventy percent. That's what I was I was gonna say about six and a half, seven. Yeah, is where I would put it right there. Let's just get down to this. Do you want to spoil it? Yeah, we're gonna spoil it. The Rock. How do you feel about The Rock
0: in this? He fulfills the need for someone like him to play this role.
1: Right ok.
0: I mean, look, he's it's he's not bad in it, but it is like I think that he was expecting this to be sort of his Terminator two. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moments that are very similar to specific beats in Terminator Two. right. And I think that they fell into a lot of the issues that James Cameron was very smart to avoid, right? Where, like, you have a character with no emotional depth as your lead. There are fun moments. There are funny moments. Right. There are moments that feel like they should be fun, but they aren't. Right. Some of the cinematography is gorgeous. Yeah. The CGI is great. Some of the acting is really good. I mean, we're talking specifically about The Rock, but there are characters in this who are fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The Rock is also there. And he's not bad. He delivers exactly what is needed for this character, but I wish the character had been a little more three-dimensional.
1: Well, what I was going to say is it's interesting because... We should stop calling him the Rock because he doesn't even go by the Rock I don't anymore. Give a shit. he's him. the Rock, yeah. Dwayne Johnson. No, nope, yeah. I can't do it. It's the Rock. The Rock. Uh, <laughs> I just. I can't. I can't call him Dwayne. It just feels weird. Yeah, it doesn't look like a Dwayne. No, he doesn't. He looks like a rock. He does look like a rock. So the Rock. Here's the thing about the Rock, though, is that I think this is the problem with this movie taking so long because it has been in gestation for like over a decade at this point. Is that now. We have seen how charismatic The Rock can be on screen, like in things like Red Notice and and the, even the Fast and Furious movies. But like how dare some you
0: compare this to Red Notice? <laughs>
1: uh, you mean Red Notice, the greatest Netflix movie of all time. In fact, I'm watching it right now. Uh, I didn't even put it on. It just came on as soon as I said the words Red Notice. It just came onto my screen and started playing. Um, But now that we've seen how charismatic he can actually be on screen to now confine him in a character that has purposefully zero personality. Yeah,
0: that's like the whole point.
1: Yeah, you're watching him going like. Well, why am I wa- like, when's he going to do the rock thing? Like, when is he?
0: Yeah. When is he going to come
1: out and and be the thing that the movie star that I know he can be instead of just giving two words of dialogue with unfeeling. This is
0: sort of that thing you've been talking about. I think you talked about it with. Um, yeah. I use it
1: a lot with Chris Pratt, where it's like, why hire a guy yeah,
0: that like there's a reason to hire yeah, him?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- that's the thing is like, if this movie had come out when they first announced that he was going to be playing it. We'd all go like, oh, The Rock is the next Arnold. Like, this would be his Terminator too. Yeah. But now we're all going like, well, we've seen everything else he can do. Why, like, th- this is a step back.
0: Yeah, you make a good point. This would have been a good stepping stone for him 10 years ago. Yes.
1: They, and, but it would have launched him in a whole different direction of parts that he would have gotten. And now we're like, I'd rather see him in, like, again... Like a red notice or something, where you like he's unencumbered by a certain type of character, and he could just be him. Yeah,
0: that movie, for all of its flaws, it
1: gets by on the charm of The Rock and Ryan Reynolds.
0: Yeah, it did not lack Dwayne Johnson charm.
1: Right, exactly. And you're like, when is that happening? You know, and it never does because the character can't have it. And you're like, well, why use this guy then? It almost feels like at a certain point, The Rock should have been like, you know what, actually. I'm not going to be in it. I'll produce it, and I'll oversee it. But there's somebody else who should get this part.
0: And even, because he, I think he did produce it. He did. Just make it different. Right. (laughs) Just make, just change the story.
1: Well, here's the other thing is, in the comics, he is not necessarily this very kind of stone-like person. Like, he is stoic. Stoic. Yeah. I mean, he, he is, he's certainly not charismatic and he's certainly not charming or anything like that, but you can but he, make he's him... he's very passionate he's about passionate. stuff. And so you can make him more, you know, wax a little more poetically. It's, you know, he's a little more what he is at the end of the movie. Right. I was
0: going to say this whole movie is about this character learning to not be apathetic.
1: Right. 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 So I think you can you can take that and, and run with it. What did you think of the Justice Society in this?
0: Honestly, I think they were my favorite part. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got Pierce fucking Brosnan yeah. who's leading it, He's and cute. he is so good that, uh, now that's not to say that it's not without its flaws. Yeah. But Pierce Brosnan is almost perfect in this. I think. I don't really. I mean, I don't know the character that well, mm-hmm. Doctor. Fate, but I he's he is a great example of a very charming character. Uh, I found his role very interesting, and the things he was doing and saying were very interesting. I liked Hawkman, whatever the fuck they were calling him. I don't remember what his real name is, but it's
1: Hawkman, it's Carter Hall. Carter,
0: yeah, Carter Hall, but uh, very cool. The introduction of the sort of, I don't know, the interns or whatever was a little weird.
1: I see, this is the thing. I find them the most weirdly enough. I find them the most problematic part of the movie because they, I, they feel like so unfinished to me. Like, they, first of all, first of all, are there only four, like, <laughs> they're like, we're the justice society. I'm like, you're four people <laughs> and two of you just showed up for work today. Well,
0: part of me wondered if, cause Amanda Waller seems to be the one in charge.
1: So I wonder if a bunch of them just died. Well, that's what I mean. I, I'm a little confused on like, and, and I'm, and again, you don't have to explain everything to me, but if you're going to call yourself the justice society, if you have Carter Hall, And then he says, Dr. Fate, like, has been gone for a while and is now coming back. And two other people are just showing up for their first day on the job. I just
0: assumed that was all because a bunch of people just died. Like, the whole squad went out, basically. Right, but
1: just, like, go insinuate at least something towards that. Because that at least sounds interesting to me. But this was just like, so wait, is just Carter Hall just, like, walking around the building? Like, just making sure the lights are turned off? See,
0: the only weird part to me... That needed more explanation is how Henry Winkler fit in that suit.
1: Oh, no, there's no way he fits in that suit.
0: Well, I mean, he had to have been in a very different physique than we remember. Oh, sure.
1: He really let himself go. Like, Henry
0: Winkler wasn't ever in that physique, but this guy was, Al
1: Sr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Yes, I bumped on that as well. I was like, at no point in that person's life has he ever looked like that. Never. But honestly, I
0: didn't like Cyclone was an interesting character, I felt. I yeah, thought she was yeah, pretty yeah. cool.
1: Individually the characters themselves are, are fine. Adam Smasher, I'm like, eh, hey, comment down, bud. Why yeah, even
0: he though is pretty like, you know, he he figures it out in the end. Like uh, yeah. I think that's sort of what this movie suffered from, though, was that like every character was was learning how to do something better or or work like they all have very specific and um, very foreground goals right where they're all like like I remember when we so there's something that I always bump on whenever I rewatch Cowboy Bebop and it's honestly like it might be the only part in the the original animated series that I really don't like and it's the episode where I think it's the one with the with the hackers that like they take control of the ships and Spike goes out to try and catch them, but his ship gets hacked and he starts plummeting into the, yeah, the Earth's yeah, yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. And so his old friend and his assistant yeah. take an old spaceship up to save him. And there's a part where they take off and it this has never been brought up before. But the assistant goes, Wow, I'm flying, and I thought I was afraid of flying. And it it always feels like, oh, we forgot to give this guy an arc. And that's kind of what a lot of this feels like for each individual character. Is there's yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. like, well, he needs an arc, yes. and she needs an arc. Yeah, like they've all got to be changed by the end of this. Every single person, in, like uniquely and specifically, needs an arc. But it's a two-hour-long movie, and you've got fifteen characters,
1: right? And that's the thing is that uh, the other thing is like none of their arcs really play towards like what the central arc. It doesn't right. play towards the themes of the movie. It doesn't feed into his arc in any sort of. Way. They were just like, let's just give everybody some kind of an arc, and then and then we'll call it a day. And I'm like, they're all just kind of half formed arcs, like Adam S. And- I disagree
0: with that. I think they they are. They're formed. They just don't fit. Like, it just doesn't work with this movie. Right.
1: But that's what I mean. There's no... And that's what I mean by half... Like, they all have a full arc with a beginning and an end, but, like, they just kind of put them there right. for the sake of putting them there. It's not really... Like, there's kind of a romance budding between the two of them, but, like, maybe kind of sort of? Maybe, yeah. See,
0: I was going to say, like, Cyclones is that she's she's looking for a friend, Probably she's very technical and.
1: Sure, I think, <laughs> but that's the thing. Probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably. I think that was pretty obvious. Like, she's looking for a friend, she has this, like, very tragic backstory that has alienated her from a lot of people, but she's making a friend with this person, and she finally makes that friendship, and it comes to fruition, and they know each other, and they're on the same team together, and Adam Smasher is, like, trying to find his place as a superhero, and he's just fucking it up left and right, and then he finally gets it right. Like, they all have their own, like, extremely separate and unique, fully formed arcs.
1: Right. Here's, but here's the other thing, though. Like, if you have the Okay. So so Carter is Carter Hall is in this in the hall of whatever the fuck. And he's like watching all this news footage. And he's on. He's talking with Amanda Waller, and she's like, "Well, it's been five... He's watching explosion after explosion happen, and she and she's like, "Well, he just woke up in five thousand years, and he's destroying everything. And he's quite a he's quite a force in nature, and he's such a threat." Who who's on your team? And he's like two new people, and I'm like, "What?" The and fuck? also, I'm,
0: I'm like one hundred year and old and an man.
1: octogenarian. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? And then, like, they get there, and, and the one woman is like, "You know, we've never." You we've never even heard of you until this moment. I'm like, well, yeah. If I was, if my team was made up of a bunch of dumbasses, I would have kept you secret too. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? What are you doing? Like, it's the biggest threats in Superman. Let's get the newbies on here.
0: Yeah.
1: What? What? And that's what I'm saying. Like, give me some sort of sense of like, is this a society or is it just Carter Hall going like? Right, we used to have a big old group here now.
0: Also, specifically, since you brought up he who will not be named. Yep. Go for it. I'm about to spoil the post credit scene. Yep. Superman's back because Amanda Waller had a favor yep. to call in from him. Why didn't she do that? Why didn't she? Oh, call
1: that it. Yeah. 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 This Why is was I, that yes. not the movie? Yes. I know. This is. Yeah. This is. The Let thing. me call the Hawk guy. Let me call. Yep. And the old person, whoever that guy is, the guy who just rocks into a conversation in a bathrobe at one point, which (laughs) can I just can we just talk about because he just so there's a point of the movie. I just I I I had to talk about this. There's a point of the movie. They're flying in the X-Men's plane. (laughs) Dr. Fate walks in and he's in a bathrobe. And I'm like, why are you in a bathrobe right now? What are you doing? I will tell you why, Chris. Why? Because he showed up to wardrobe and they went. Oh, no, this is perfect. This I was like, what is th- I? I was waiting for a line of dialogue address like he he could have worn anything because you could because you could say like, well, you know, he's Dr. Fate, so he could uh, uh bring clothes in at any point because it's also different. He didn't he didn't show up on the plane in a bathrobe. So I'm like, did he pack? He packed the bathrobe and I'm waiting for a thing of like, I don't
0: know. So does Dr. Fate's powers include being able to like. Like, could he make an illusion that he looks like he's wearing something else?
1: I, get, I, would, I think so. No, maybe you can. I, I would assume so. It's, his powers are very vague. He made a fake old 5,000-year-old Egyptian city. That's true. So he could just do that in the bathrobe. Yeah. But I was right. I kind of was just waiting for a line where they're like, there's just a beat at the end of the scene where Carter Hall just looks at the bathroom and he's like, you know, it's 4.30 in the afternoon, right? Like,
2: just... <laughs> there's <laughs> no
1: sense of anything he's just like what are you doing and carter hall just goes with it he doesn't say you know. anything about the bathrobe and i'm like why why are you in a bathrobe right now i do want
0: to point out as well this movie is very extreme for a pg-13 film
1: yes yeah 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 apparently there's a was, lot
0: of violence and a lot of cursing apparently
1: it was very close to being an r
0: yeah no it was it's he rips a man in half like it's. Yes, he does. Brutal. And there's so much. He, uh, he puts a, gr- a live grenade in a man's mouth in a man's and it mouth. explodes.
1: I think that's the why it's not an
0: R because he takes it out before it explodes. Yeah, that's the reason. The censors went, you got to have the actor pull that out first.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, can we have him curse? And they're like, all right, we'll yeah. compromise. Throw a that's couple fine. F-bombs in there. Yeah. Who gives a shit? I, I did like some of the action in this. Um, actually, most of the action in this. Yeah. I didn't like a lot of the action in this. For as charmless as we have the rock in this, like they did try to integrate something. I love the way that he just walks through walls like they're paper. Like he just doesn't understand the concept Even of either. doors. Not
0: sing- like Not a single person was like, hey, can you stop doing that, please? Like, this is my home.
1: Yeah, he kept... That one building really gets... Multiple times he goes back to that building and rips the shit out of it. Like,
0: this is my house. Like, I have to sleep here.
1: Although I also have to wonder... they, They dug tunnels into their own home. So, like, that kid has a tunnel... Which, I'll talk about that kid in a second. Yeah,
0: but it doesn't mean you want to, like, have to fix the concrete. No,
1: but it's just interesting. Like, they're just digging shit left and right in this house. It doesn't even... Who knows? Imagine
0: how much easier it would have been if Black Adam had made that for them. Right? But
1: I do love that he just, like, walks through... he I guess. There's a scene where he walks out of the kid's room and through the wall, like, it's paper. But then he just keeps walking... Like a like a video game character that's stuck in a glitch, and he just keeps pushing the chair oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just not noticing. And I was like, yeah, that kind of makes good. sense actually. That's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid. I don't. Does DC realize that we're that this isn't a movie in the mid '90s anymore? <laughs> the cool kid on the skateboard. That well, can,
0: you got to think that maybe it was saying that, like, because of the occupation, that they get the stuff. That's like twenty years I ca- beforehand, or yeah. also, but this movie was supposed to come out in the nineties. So that's what I kept thinking. I
1: was like, "Well, I guess they do get stuff from the nineties now," and and I guess that's yeah. like But I'm like, just like it's the classic cool kid who like he hits a guy with a skateboard. I'm like, that guy would break that skateboard in half and just shoot you in the head at this point. Like the, he zip lines with it, and I'm like, this. If I listen, if this came out in 1996. 1996 Chris would have been like, that kid is the fucking shit right there. That I am that kid. I want to be that kid forever. But I was watching this. And I was like, do we do
0: this anymore? Is that a character that we need? 1996 Chris would have been like, is that
1: The Rock? Why is he here? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I mean, I've other... Things, but is there anything specific you wanted to? What do
0: you think about the twist that it's not the kid, that it's his dad?
1: I, I mean, fine. I, it wasn't like I was like, oh my god, Shyamalan, move over.
0: Yeah, actually, I think it's a good choice though. I think when Black Adam eventually meets Shazam, I think it's going to be more interesting because instead of having just like two children with superpowers, right, you're going to have our hero have, like, the mental capacity of a child right. going up against someone who's just as strong as him, but as an adult.
1: Right, and I agree, and I think that'll be a really interesting juxtaposition. I mean, the twist itself wasn't revelatory for me, but I was like, all right, cool. It gives you at least some sort of, like, pathos to the character. Yeah. It does add a certain depth to it.
0: Skinny Rock is unsettling.
1: <laughs> it is unsettling, although I have to say, Skinny Rock is probably the best use of the skinny CGI filter that I've ever seen.
0: I think the first Captain America still holds up.
1: I don't know. I mean, it holds up, but I feel it. I mean, granted, there's a bigger degree of skinified yeah. in that movie than, than in this one. So, yeah, the problem, here's the real problem. It's hard to do because I don't think The Rock has ever been that skinny. Yeah. Ever, ever. And also,
0: his head is
1: enormous. It is, yeah. The weight of his head should... (laughs) take his body over break
0: any other normal man
1: he should have said Shazam and then immediately just his head slumps to the ground and he just has it when he walks he just drags it on the (laughs) sidewalk
0: I put here that when he stands next to the giant statue I can't tell the two apart
1: it's true it's really true it's (laughs) unbelievable Um, I think they missed a beat I will say I think they missed a beat so the rock is bald in this and in life but in, in the comics, Black uh, I almost said Black Widow. Same person. Ooh, I'm surprised. Actually, I'm surprised that's the first time I've ever done that. Black Adam has like the Widow's Peak. It has, like He has like a very strong Widow's Peak. And I understand not giving it to The Rock. However, I think they missed a beat when you saw the kid as the champion in the flashback. And I'm like, give him the widow's peak.
0: Give a child a a widow's peak?
1: No, no, no. He appears as the champion in one of the flashbacks before he transfers his powers to the rock. But
0: isn't it the same? Oh, I guess. I see. Because they're technically two different. Because doesn't it just make you... The best older version of you,
1: yeah. But I'm saying you could have just no, added no, no to I the, know. I'm yeah. agreeing with you because the I, best older version say, of that kid would have had a widow's peak. Yeah,
0: because at first I was going to say, "Are isn't? Doesn't it always look like the same guy?" But it it doesn't, right? It doesn't.
1: Yeah, like Zachary Levi doesn't look like the kid. So like, right? You well, know, I you meant
0: I meant like if Zachary Levi lost, if that kid lost his powers. And right, like for example, his siblings don't all look like Zachary Levi.
1: Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, that but would I'm like, sense. give
1: it, give it, it. would have been a nice Easter egg. Just give him the a widow's peak. Nice yeah, a, not, a nice little nod. I'm like, you missed a beat. But then, him. wouldn't
0: you know that it's not the same guy?
1: We don't. Yeah, but that was right when the twist was happening. It's when you is when you see him as the champion. You don't see it. you
0: do see him before. He comes into the Yeah, he comes into the castle. He does come into the castle. And you see yeah. his bald head, don't you? Yeah, you do. You don't have to, though. You could change that.
1: But didn't you... Uh, oh, no. You did... Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, they showed show the, from the back or you something. You could have shown
1: him from the back. I, you know what? By that point, though, like, the twist is, like, almost out the bag. So I feel like you could have been like, wait, why is he have hair? Oh, that's why he has hair, because he has... Because he transfers his not the same guy. he's not the same guy. Like, it's, it's about to not be the same guy in a Half a second.
0: I had a moment where I was pleasantly surprised that there was no big red energy monster fight. Like they stopped the guy before he put the crown on Yeah, and Black Adam was going to be locked up until the DCU needs him again. And I was like, wow, I'm I'm surprised there was no big monster battle at the end of this. With, like, I don't know, like, skeletons rising up from hell or whatever. Or Or
1: a beam in the sky.
0: Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, exactly, or, like, a big red energy man that uh, Black Adam just has to punch. Yeah. You know, and I was like, wow, very bold, interesting choice. I was even, like, I thought maybe, I think Chris would like this because it's different, you know? It's not, you're just, like, beat-em-up, punchy-punchy kind of ending, and then uh, there was forty five minutes
1: left in the movie. A beat 'em up, punchy, punchy yeah, kind of movie. I'm ending. a big red yeah. energy man. Also, here, okay, I'm going to get back on my JSA thing because during that thing, that battle, some a couple of things bumped for me. So one, so one, they're fighting the big fiery punchy punchy man, and Hawkman goes tries to go to infrared mode to see him. Everything is on fire. <laughs> Everything <laughs> everything is on fire. He should have said infrared mode and then it would have instantly blinded him yeah. because e- everything is on fire. Just what the mode. fuck? What are, you, ah, what are you trying to see there? What are you seeing in that? Is there no other mode in that helmet? And he's is like, just, man, that's a lot of red. That's wow. That's, wow, there's so much heat here. Also, Dr. Fate puts up a giant shield. Okay, he puts up a giant shield because he says that it turns out Hawkman is supposed to die. And so he puts up a giant shield and he's like, no, you're not going to die. I'm going to go in and fight the big punchy punchy man and I'm going to sacrifice myself. And he uses that time while punching the, the, the big punchy punchy guy to telepathically call Black Adam to come back. Why don't you do that before you go in the temple? Why don't, why don't you float just there? And just go, hey, we actually need you again. I know we just put you to sleep. I know you just went to sleep, but if you could, like, I, we like hit the snooze and like five five more minutes. Like, if we could put this off for like five more minutes, we could come back and just fix this for us. Why? Why does he go in and die? And right before he dies, he's like, "Hey, come back!" Uh, oh, I really, I really misjudged this one. Oh, I mean, I got I the.
0: I So I got the impression there were two ways that right. this was going to work out right. for on the side of good. Yes. And this was the other way. Right. So maybe if he called him too soon, it wouldn't have worked. Does that sound right to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something they're going to say if asked.
1: Yep. That's, that, that is what it sounds like.
0: I wrote the music was fine, parentheses. Bad timing to put a Kanye West song in your movie.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, you could. I guess they could have gone back last minute and fixed that and found a different song. But yes,
0: I feel like a lot of people are going to go death
1: con five on them. Yeah, I um Here's the other thing about the music, the needle drops that they had in this. First of all. It almost seemed too like if you're going to do it, do it. And they did it twice, essentially. Three times, if you count the one guy who kept playing that great horrible come back. back! Yeah, yeah. but uh, there's really only two needle drops in the song. And I'm like, the if Rolling you going to do that motif, what's r- the other one? It's uh, the the Red Doors, the Rolling Stones, yeah. and then there's the like Clint Eastwood type of uh, thing oh, going the on. The Western. Yeah, the Western part.
0: Yeah, that needed more. Or uh, it even needed to happen at the end of the... It happened like five minutes later, and I was like... "Yeah." It, it maybe needed a moment where he's talking to the kid and he's like, wait, what was that? And the kid's like, it's a Western. You know, like right. like cowboys. And and they, they stand for a little while, and then one of them pulls the gun, and the other one pulls it faster. You know, like a Western. Yeah. And then it needed to happen at the very end, like maybe right before he gets his
1: catchphrase. Right. In. His catchphrase. But also, it felt like, stuff like that, they're inserting that... So that when he does inevitably stand next to Shazam, it doesn't he doesn't look so out of place like the two characters are not are so far apart in tone that it feels weird that they're together. Like it felt like there was some of this where they would insert stuff like this so that inevitably when they're when he goes into a Shazam movie or Shazam comes into his movie. They're not so far apart that you can't write a scene between the two of those. I don't know what what you mean by that. Like Shazam is a much lighter tone. Yeah. And it's got quips and it's got stuff like that. So there was times like the needle drop stuff that was supposed to be a little like interesting or off kilter. Yeah. To make it a little more fun on a movie that for the most part, the character is not fun. And they make a point of saying that he's not fun at all. That it's like, let's put these little things in so that. At some point, Shazam is going to show up and they're going to have to have a scene together and going to have to be able to talk. And it's going to feel weird if this character that has never been have any sort of humor to them to him is next to this character who is Quip City. And like we can't write a scene cohesively with them or do a movie with them together. If that's what it felt like, because otherwise it feels kind of it was, like, a little out of place.
0: The hard part for me is I can't imagine... Like, it's gonna have to be they punch for a bit and then they're friends, right? I
1: would assume so.
0: Like, there's no way The Rock is going to let his version of Black Adam be a villain, right?
1: You know, actually, with this with this one, you
0: could. You could, but is he going to do that? Is he going to play a fucking ruthless murderer who... Like, is on the wrong side. And to the point where he will like fight to the death to kill a child.
1: Right. I uh, here's the thing, is that I, I think the story arc would be he doesn't know he's a child until the very end. And right, then really- but
0: my point is that like that has been a story arc. I mean, you know DC better than I have, but like right. I just watched a clip from some Shazam Superman animated movie right? where like literally the plot is that Black Adam is trying to kill a child and Superman is trying to stop him.
1: Right exactly but I think that's what the, that's what the arc would be because the other thing is that I, I'm going to kind of take that and twist it a little bit is that basically that idea is what this movie is already not the killing child thing but the idea of like the storyline is is like this is a guy who is a ruthless killer And can that be a hero? Like, can you center a movie around that, a a character like that as the protagonist? Like, that's what this movie is. So it's kind of hard to repeat it again. But I don't know what other kind of storyline you have with this character.
0: Yeah. You know, I feel like if this movie had come out instead of Iron Man, I think it would have been a huge success. Because I remember Iron Man came out shortly after the Nolan Batman films. Yeah. And those are all about like no killing, no guns, everybody stays alive. We do this as cleanly and succinctly as possible. And one of the cool things about Iron Man was he was like totally the opposite. And he just went, he literally drops into a Middle Eastern city and just like fucking slams all the terrorists with machine gun fire right and i think if this had come out like maybe right before iron man or instead of iron man i think people would have lost their minds for it Mm -hmm. but uh i
1: can see that yeah
0: now we're like 12 years after that and
1: right right it's 12 years too late yeah just in the style of dc yeah do you want to talk post credit scene real quick before we sure yeah we
0: brought it up yeah uh, uh for a second but yeah did you have anything else you wanted
1: to add yeah there's a few interesting things I noted from this so the post credit scene again spoilers 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 Amanda Waller is like hey Black Adam stay in Black Adam country yeah cut it out cut it out and if you're not going to cut it out just stay where you are just stay right just don't move okay just stay and if you
0: take she literally says something like if you take one step out of your town I'm gonna fucking
1: kill you and she's like I got somebody who can control and it's Superman so Superman shows up Here's what's really interesting. Yes, it's the Henry. It's Henry Cavill. Couple things I noticed. One, I think it's a slightly brighter version of the of the, the suit. suit. yeah. Same design, yeah. But I think slightly brighter, more comic esque coloring to it. Mm-hmm. Slight spit girl. Yep. John Williams score played. Yes. Interesting.
0: Well, all of that was intentional from the get go. Uh, as Demanded uh, reportedly by Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: Right, but I find this interesting. He actually that leaked like, it before the movie came out. No, I know he. Well, I mean, he leaked that that Superman was the post credit scene. Yeah, but I hadn't heard anything about like it's going to be right, we, right. Right. We have the John, but White. evidently
0: he fought for all of that.
1: I'm sure he did, but I find that interesting that they went with it as well. Uh, okay, so in conjunction with that, if you want, so that ki- the kid. He's very into comics and superheroes and everything, right? None of the posters, none of the comics, none of the pictures, anything except for one is of the movie versions of the heroes. They're all from the comics. I think there's an Aquaman in there, like a Momoa Aquaman. I
0: thought for sure it's the version of Superman that he Burns?
1: zaps. No, I believe if I saw that correctly, it's a comic version the comic that spills out all the comics that are in his backpack are actual DC comics right there's like a little Batman figurine I believe it's just a Batman figure it's not an Affleck figurine The Flash, there's a Flash picture in there not Ezra Miller Flash they're all DC comic characters which says to me perhaps DC is going we don't know where we are right now we're in flux we don't know how Flash is going to do We we don't know where to go next. We're going to bring back Cavill, which I don't even know if they had even figured out the post credit scene when they were shooting this movie. So they may have been going like, is Cavill even Superman anymore? And they didn't want to put anything in. So they put the comic version because then they're like, we can do anything we want. We don't know if Keaton's coming back. We don't know. You know what I mean? I just found it very interesting that they didn't use for a movie that is trying to tie into a cinematic universe. No real recognition until the post-credit scene of like the actual cinematic universe that they're in. And it was like something that I know. And then when Superman does show up, it's not the Cavill score that's playing. It's someone else's score. So what direction are they taking this in? Is the Henry Cavill Superman still that showed up in this, the actual one that was in Man of Steel? Or is this like a different version that we're Are gonna... we rebooting
0: with the same actor?
1: Are we rebooting with the same actor and something that's going to be explained in Flash or something like that? Is that what's going on here? Like, where are we at? I found that really interesting that this is kind of like in a, a movie that's that is clearly saying like this universe is very in flux right now.
0: I thought it was fine.
1: <laughs> I agree with you. I would also say fine. Do you want to move on to the reading assignments? Let's move on to the reading assignments. Yeah.
0: Excellent. So
1: you gave me two things, essentially. Uh, you gave me Horseman and you gave me Signed See the Missing. That's right. Bojack Horseman and Signed See the Misses. The Misses. These are two comics we got from the good people at Wayward Raven that we bought at uh, the at comic-con this past year and
0: we have those guys on ready to talk to us right now joining us today are mark frankel and alex and i looked this up sapoonzies yes wow <laughs> Close enough. i found a video of you saying it yeah i made sure to have enough pronunciation
3: and on like i think both my facebook and uh, the the Wayward Raven site, I actually have a pronunciation guide. You
0: do. I noticed that as well. But even then, I wanted to get the, like, emphasis on which syllable right and stuff. So, like, I found a video. And literally, my fiance was sitting next to me on the couch. And I was just hitting back on the YouTube video, like, 40. It was just the name over and over. And she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Respect. I
2: appreciate that.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Mark and Alex are two of the, I believe, the founders. I didn't see anything yes. that used that word of, of yeah. Wayward Raven. Mark is the CEO and COO. Alex is the chief technologist and head of user experience. Their literary accomplishments include Damn Heroes, The Ascendant, The Committee, Horseman and Signed. Thank you for joining us. Uh, my first question after reading both of these is for Mark. The question is, who hurt you as a child? <laughs>
2: who didn't? Who didn't?
0: <laughs> uh, oh, before we get into all that though, I want to I want to ask you guys up top and then again at the end. What is we suck at comics? Oh, that's oh. that's
3: basically us kind of poking fun at how much uh how stressful and how much of a uphill battle making comics is like the, the whole anthology is basically a bunch of rejected ideas or ideas that just didn't land at the right moments. So we were kind of playing around with that. I, I forgot what actually triggered it. When we were thinking of like an anthology idea and like, we were just kind of rambling a bunch of stuff back and forth and like, wow, we really do suck at comics. And it's like, it kind of spread from there.
2: We also think we're clever. No, and- fuck that. We know we're clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, we fucking know we're clever, goddammit. We're really humble, too. Yeah. <laughs> I should interrupt you both and also just say it's a book. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to start with. Sure, get technical. Get technical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a book. <laughs> it's more of a manifesto these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lifestyle, goddammit. It's yeah, a yeah. lifestyle.
3: Well, Society. It is something we want to do more of. So like when we were coming up with just this anthology and other anthology ideas, we kept coming with a bunch of different ideas. And we were like, "Okay, where does it all start from? And it really is that whole thing of rejection, because like I said, we're doing this for 10 years. And a lot of where we even started was stuff that we got individually rejected. And we're like, let's just do this together. And then over 10 years, we've heard the same stories from other creators we've met. And that's where We Suck at Comics came from. It's not just us two it's all of these people we've, we've grown
2: with. Yeah. And you know, some new, some old friends, but the other thing I would say is a lot of times we will go on podcasts and people ask like, well, you know, how do you get into it? What do you do? How do you be successful? And, and like, look, not that we're, you know, hugely successful, clearly, you know, comics is a, uh, you know, a uh, uh, money suck, but, but I, I'll tell people all the time. I'm like, go out and fail. Right. That's like my advice. Every single time someone asks me, I'm like, go fail, try something, fuck it up. I mean, whatever, fuck it up again, fuck it up five times, whatever, but like just keep coming at it. And, and that's kind of also part of our, our thought process with this is, is we want to show that people are getting back up again and, and, you know, be it through help with others, you know, us helping them, other creators, you know, helping them or just getting up and keep fucking at it you know and
0: you guys are uh, i think there's a kickstarter you haven't quite i think you're really close to, to meeting it it will probably be funded by the time this goes live but uh head over there we're gonna put when this episode goes live we're gonna have a link to that on twitter and on facebook awesome so go over and check it out we've already pledged we're we're getting the book Thank so you, you guys should nice. too it's uh it looks very cool i watched it there's a video on the kickstarter as well that you should watch there's lots of um what I like about that is all the little portions that you show of it are so different that I think there's going to be something in this book for everyone.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally all over the place. One of the jokes we even made, we suck so bad at comics, we forgot to put the pictures because there's actually some pros, too. Oh, nice. So <laughs> That's
0: cool. All right. So let's see here. We got that out of the way. What made you guys want to start your own production company?
3: Because <laughs> no one would hire us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. We have a third partner, too, and we kind of fell into it to some extent, too. Right. Like yeah. he and I were, were creating things. And, and actually, so so this is when I if I go way back. But uh, he, he and I thought we were going to, uh, we thought we were going to write stage plays. Get out of town. I'm dead serious. We
0: both have degrees in theater. Yeah. <laughs> so we can all
1: talk about how useless those are. <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs>
1: Wait,
2: I just
0: realized, am I the only one
3: who actually is doing the job he went to school for, but I'm the only dropout? Hey,
0: we are doing the job we went to school for. We're just not getting paid very much for it. <laughs> Core
2: point for yeah. me? <laughs> oh, man. But but yeah, that's, that's how we started. And we realized that mm, this this doesn't the, like what we want to do. Didn't play with a medium. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't, you know, you can't do these big productions, mythology, things like that. You know, heroes. they are
1: limited. You're limited by the, by the art form.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it, it made this natural transition to comics. And and then actually Alex and I, uh, I interviewed him and hired him anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sucker. I know, I'm an idiot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> twice. I fucking hired you twice basically. Does that
0: mean you fired him at some point and then brought him back? Or?
1: Technically
0: you didn't hire me for this job. I just started working with you. <laughs> Eventually you felt bad and had to pay him. Yeah.
1: Technically he hasn't been hired yet. He just keeps showing up every day. Yeah. That's uncomfortably true, Mark. Actually,
2: It's kind of like how people will say the dog is the only animal to domesticate itself.
0: <laughs> and Alex. Oh, okay, I'm leaving. That's so interesting you bring that up about the stage plays though too because we one of the uh, sort of reasons we started to get into podcasting about comics was because of Brian K. Vaughn's work. And Saga, I I suggested he, Chris Reed, and he was blown away by it. And we, we talked about it on our lunch break, and we were like, we should – record this and talk about it. Just put this on
1: a microphone. Yeah,
0: and one of the things that Brian Kavon has said about that is that he wanted to do it as a movie or a TV show, but he was like, no one, it's not possible. At least back when it was getting started, he was like, you can't do this as a film or a TV show because the budget would be astronomical. So he was like, what can I do? And he was like, I know, I'll find an artist, and I'll just write it, and she can draw it, and it'll be fine. And uh, it's very interesting that I, I find a lot of stories navigate their way towards graphic novels in that sense. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's a lot of how Mark and I started working together too. Cause like, like you said, he interviewed me for, for our day jobs. Um, and then we would spend our lunch break, just kind of like shit talking TV shows and comics. And then when he found out I was an illustrator, I found out I was a writer. We're like, let's, you know, it, it started with us working and that eventually became damn heroes. And then at New York comic con, I just happened to have my tickets. And he's like, I got a table. Well, let's just kind of. Oh, nice. Eventually, like I drew like the first 10 damn heroes. And he had like a couple of floppies under the old uh, name of
0: the company. (laughs) Yeah. After a while, I, I started showing up more often, I guess. And speaking of, since you brought that up, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was 10 years ago. So, like, congrats on your 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. I, yeah, that was
2: the past year. We both that's had hair on true. our heads. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know, it's a long time when nobody celebrates at that. They're just like, fuck. <laughs>
2: Demoralizing. We've yeah, really- it's a
0: prison sentence at this point. I felt that congratulations yeah. in my knees and my back <laughs> <laughs> more than anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, actually, I I wanted to ask you guys as well because we met you guys at uh, at New York Comic Con as well. Yeah, and one thing that struck me was that you guys so I have this Chris can vouch for me I have this almost obsessive I don't know I don't even know what to call it but this way of navigating through the show floor oh
1: my god <laughs> the goddamn grid, yeah, oh, the grid. we started oh, you just, like, go up and
0: down it like oh there's a system we start at one and we end at the last one
1: ay, ay, ay. like we
0: go up and down, and, and we, it actually backfired this past year because we started yeah,
1: if, if Andrew gets off of this system like if he makes a turn, and he loses track of where we just came from. You have to go back to the beginning? It's, there's, you, he will have a Rain Man-like breakdown in the middle of the show floor. And we gotta, like, console him, we're like, I think we want this. Okay, but
0: I'm not the only one who's having that kind of a breakdown. That's the good thing. (laughs) It's true. Other people are having breakdowns about, like, their props or costumes or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely the pattern. Gotta be the pattern. (laughs) Gotta Gotta, be the pattern, yeah. Gotta be the pattern, gotta be the pattern.
0: But that
3: did happen. Maybe I haven't been leaving my table just because of that same reason. I have to go visit everyone individually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, and that's how you know you've hit everybody, right? And especially because we get we tend to get professional passes, which is all four days, so we have the time to go and like talk to people and buy comics from people and do exactly what we did with you guys. But one of the things that struck me was that so there's Artist Alley, where a lot of comic creators go. And then there's, I forget, there's a name for it, too. There's this portion on the show floor that has artists as well that are all kind of in a cluster together, sort of near the center of the Javits. Small press. Yeah. But you guys are, I don't even remember your booth number, but you were like number 202 uh, or something. 42 460
1: is Yeah. You're at the other end.
2: You're there. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I was curious, is that something that you guys, have you guys always just picked like whatever booth, whatever gets
2: us through the door? Or? So we, we started, our first year was Artist Alley especially when it was way over on the other side of Javits Center. The second year and probably years, I want to say one through, or like two through five or six or whatever, like right until that last pandemic year, 2019, we were at small press and we had this, the last year we had a really cool corner there in small press where everybody kind of cuts through. And so we get a ton of traffic. It was great. And then the first post year, we were kind of over where the block was. And then that was kind of temporary because they were reorganizing everything. And then, You know, our our rep poked us up with that spot where we were at, which I like a lot. It's a whole new section that I think a lot of folks just didn't explore as much quite yet. Um, But it got a ton of great traffic and, you know. I just want to point out that that your system brought you to us and now our stink is on you forever. Like this is like that. so something's working, something's working. Or not working. I mean one of the two. It's you know, <laughs> it worked for me.
1: <laughs> the problem is it worked and now it it, it just emboldens Andrew <laughs> That's to keep right. doing yeah, it. Imagine if we didn't do the grid and all of the headway I've made of like trying to get them off this thing is really so we'll be able to predict exactly when we see you next topic. absolutely yeah. you can time it yeah. we'll give you a little stopwatch yeah we'll put out when we start at one and then you just stop and then just start timing
3: just us
2: for the tweet yeah All right. exactly oh, yeah. Oh. If
3: we just respond with like you know like other table numbers will that confuse you or oh everything <laughs> confuses me
1: it's true it's yeah. very it's adorable so we'll shoot up a flare when we start Does <laughs> that sound yeah.
0: All right. All right. Let's talk a little bit uh, about I want to t- get into these comics. We bought two from you, and I'd like to talk about them a little bit. The first one I want to talk about is Signed. It's a tale as old as time. A young model has mysteriously gone missing, and it's up to our gumshoe detective to find her by shaking down nefarious ne'er-do-wells and by finding clues. And just like all noir detectives, this one is a Greek god who runs a modeling agency. Tell me a little bit about Signed. <laughs> Fair
2: enough. Well, you, you you said a lot there, and there's a lot to unpack, I think, but... <laughs> Yeah, this is a good summary. Good I summary. summed it up. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. First of all, we love mythology, right? So, like, if that's not apparent by everything you see at our booth, you know, it's, <laughs> then I, I don't know how to help you. But yeah, so we we love mythology. We actually wrote a series called Signed O, basically, and it hasn't been published yet, but we wrote that one first, and we then took the theme and and you know, the whole idea of like the you know Greek gods didn't die out or the gods didn't die out; they just got day jobs. And you know we wanted to follow this one character, and then we found that hey, we also like this other character. We wanted to have a, a strong female lead, and so we ended up asking Wayne, "Hey, listen, we've got these two stories. Which one are you more interested in?" And he actually picked C. I, so they they both they both live in the same universe. They're totally separate stories. You might see a couple characters cross over here and there. But the whole thing is just a, a, a tale in and of itself, right? So they're they're not really related other than they showed the universe. And that was the one he liked. So that's kind of where we started, which I know is a little bit backwards, but because it really didn't matter which one we started with, either one was fine.
0: Was there something specific that like flipped a switch or something that was like, oh, I need to write about these Greek gods or like, where did that come from? You
2: know, I that's, that's a really good question. I don't know if I have an answer for it. I, I think, again, we like... You know, I think we like also taking some characters that are maybe a little bit maligned, right? So if you kind of find out, and I won't spoil C4A, I won't tell you who, who she is, but, uh, you know, I mean, if you're a fan of mythology, you'll probably figure it out pretty quickly. Sorceress named C, huh? Greek mythology, only thing about it. Um, But uh, but at any
1: rate, um, Wikipedia search, Wikipedia
2: search, Wikipedia search.
3: We know it's really just Zorba the Greek.
0: That's really what it is. (laughs) Alternatively, if you don't feel like using Wikipedia, you can always go to their website and purchase the book yourself. That's true. We also have it digitally in case you don't like paper. Ah, There you go. And if you're looking to spend fewer gold pieces. Yes.
1: (laughs) Wait, what? I've been reading this like a Neanderthal this whole time. (laughs) I could have been doing this. Damn it! Well, actually,
3: one thing we are doing is the first issue of Sciency is free on our website. Oh, nice! You go there and pick it up. Yeah, you yeah. Can just You can start your your journey that way. Get
1: hooked. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you will get hooked. Uh, actually, uh, let me kind of jumping off of what what you guys were just talking about. I'm curious because. Not only in C, but also in in Horseman, which we'll get to, you have you talked about your love of mythology, but you do have this interesting juxtaposition, both of kind of like the old in the new. So you have the mythological characters, kind of the world overlapped or ingrained into the modern world. And is that I'm, I'm curious, like where that kind of comes from you know what what kind of inspires you to kind of do that in different stories what's kind of the origin behind that i
2: think i've always been a a fantasy sci-fi fan so personally i I find that you know things like true crime stories and horror and stuff like that don't really interest me a whole lot so i love the idea of of taking your 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 world and, and and adding some magic to it adding some wonder right and Obviously, there's a couple different ways you can do that. You can do it through technology, you can do it through magic, you can do a mix. But those are the things I think I find most interesting personally, right? I mean, if I'm daydreaming, it's not about, gee, you know, um, being a hard-boiled detective or anything like that. It's It's you know, other things. You're just not dreaming big enough, dude. This is true. This is true. I'm kind of more of a soft-boiled detective. (laughs) (laughs) Take my (laughs) gun, don't shoot. Take my gun, don't shoot.
3: (laughs) It is, to me, it's kind of interesting. Like, you know, I mean, Mark and Josh did a lot of the the writing, and but it's funny that between the three of us, there is a very interesting undercurrent of of mythology because, like, you know, Mark, I think uh, both you and Josh study the classics, but, like, I grew up, going to Greece all the time. And like, so like, you know, I would visit all of these ancient ruins and I just love the classics and um, the ancient world. But I grew up like, like these guys, like with, you know, sci-fi and fantasy as well. So it's like, even for me, like some of the stuff that I've dabbled in and stuff that I've drawn kind of does balance out with that same modern with the mythological, like I was a big shadow run fan, you know, growing up. So it's like, you know, sci-fi magic kind of together. So and it's, it just seems to fuel a lot of what we do. Some of the other things, like we haven't really released some of these stories, but like there's stuff we've collaborated on that we're just like, okay, this would be a really cool thing. And then it just happens to include mythology and fantasy. Even our kid's book has like a mythological character. One of our one shots, again, that thing that's a uh, cycle is, which is actually in the Kickstarter, in the anthology, it is based on, um, I think a Sumerian or Babylonian
2: myth. Babylonian, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: It's just a funny coincidence that all of our stuff just happens to involve mythology and even like with our with damn heroes it's like superheroes are our modern mythology and we play with that too
1: in regards to science c as well you you do a real i mean you do weave a really good hard-boiled detective story mythology and, and mythological characters aside the mystery itself is really compelling and really good so was that also something that you grew up with, or that you were interested in, or is it just something that you had to like go? All right, I have this. How does this structure work? Because it seems like you understand how these things are structured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is usually the, the sign of a good writer. But but I'm curious as like, is this something that you had in you already, or was it like? Right, I think I want to do a murder mystery. How the hell do these work?
2: Yeah, yeah. I well, I've certainly. Have watched my fair share of Law and Order, and, and uh, you know a lot of that sort of stuff. It, it, I'm not saying it doesn't totally interest me, but I I, I find that when I want to write something down, I want to give it that that extra flair, that extra right. You know, you want to so.
1: you want to do the research to make sure it's actually right for the art form.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and my my collegiate background was pretty diverse. I mean, I started as an anthropology and, and classics major ended up taking some some English classes and and oddly enough, walked out with a communications degree and then minors and all three of those things that I thought I was going to get a degree in. So uh, my, my one buddy would tell me, you know, he, he assumed I would never graduate. I would just stay there forever and and keep taking classes after <laughs> classes. So, um, and I think Josh is the same way. We both have this kind of thirst for knowledge that I love learning new things. I love Finding out new things, so so delving into something totally. Actually, here I'll give you a perfect example. Obviously, you guys got beer from us, Rhode Island Comic Con. I'm going to bring hot sauce because I just felt like learning how to make it, and I've got some cool hot sauce from like a um, a bourbon brown sugar hot sauce. I'm going to bring that. Ooh.
1: I'm going to bring. Up- oh, I'm w- totally walking the grid to get yeah. to that. That's
2: <laughs> 220, 220 Rhode Island Comic Con. Okay, great, excellent.
1: Mark it, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to bring a a brisket just in hand. I I need to start
2: bringing ribs and and bread.
1: Basically, we're just going to make
2: a food truck. That's what's going to happen.
1: We
3: we, we might be more successful if we sold food and beer than comics. I don't know if they got the better
0: margin, though. <laughs> that is too funny. I, I have to confess as well, This is, I had a moment before I'd read either of these books where I was communicating with you, Mark, and I was like, uh, you were like, hey, we were wondering if you'd be interested in having us on. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's do an interview. And it was before I read it, and I had a moment where I was like, oh, wait, what if these suck? <laughs> <And> thankfully, <laughs> they're really thankfully good. they're really yeah. good. They're terrific. They're both great. I, I love Signed. We'll talk about Horseman in a minute. But Signed, I... I I'm a very slow reader, and uh, I so I told Chris I was like I don't I don't know how I'm going to read this, and we had two weeks after we got back from Comic Con uh, until today, and I was like I don't know it's going to be hard, and then we only bought one copy of each, so I'm going to have to pass it to him, and then he's going to have to read it, so I was like I'm really nervous about this, and signed went by in I think a di- I think I read it in a day, yeah, yeah. it was it moves, yeah. it's not a. It's there's not a ton of exposition. It gets right into the problem
1: from the first page. I was going to also echo that as well, is that one of the things I love about Signed, Signed especially, Horseman does it as well, but Signed especially, man, you guys just jump right in. Oh, yeah. Which I love. You don't spend, uh, and I mean this in a good way. You don't spend all this time like just building up exposition and like laying it out. It comes when it needs to. Well,
0: and frankly, because it would be so easy to spend most of your time on. There's so much information surrounding the Greek mythos that it would of of the Greek gods and stuff. It would be so easy to get lost in. This person is this person, and and they do this, and they go here, and this person knows this person. But it is instead about the story, which I, as a person who struggles with reading very dense literature really appreciate it's one of the reasons i got into comics we talk about that a lot is that it was a lot easier for me as a kid to to pick up a comic book than it was to pick up charles dickens or whatever (laughs) so i I, it's i appreciate how accessible it is that you take this this thing that is extremely dense just by its very nature and make it very um, accessible to people who maybe like me actually i don't know a whole lot about the greek gods or that that whole Mythos, So yeah. uh, it's really great. It's an easy way to jump into that as well. If you're at all interested in the gods or whatever, and you just want like a taste of what it would be like if they were here uh, in the modern day so it's really, uh, yeah it's it's really good and i'm really glad because i was like if it sucks and we get these guys on here i don't want to
3: lie to them it's gonna be a long <laughs>
1: podcast
3: it's funny me hearing this just because like as the artist here having to go through like scripts with mark sometimes or even just editing stuff and josh who's a novelist oh my gosh. This, it's like because i'm constantly i'm ribbing mark a lot like. Can you make this less wordy? <laughs> but it's no, you're you're right. Like when they work together, they can get to the point very very succinctly, which is cool. Yeah, the yeah.
1: art yeah. also, by the way, just so we don't pass by, mm. I,
3: I can't take credit for that. I just made the book look. Handy. I know <laughs> it,
1: it's it's one. just outstanding, though. It's it really is yeah. good for anyone who's listening and is like, what? But I'm more of an arts, per-. like the images in this. That, it's very yeah, unique it's as stellar. well. I also
0: really like the idea. Where did the idea for speaking of the artwork to put like sort of the extra sketches in between the issues come from. I
3: really like that. I can take credit for that one. I did a lot of the production work on that Yeah. and one of my favorite things whenever I pick up like special editions of trades or graphic novels is getting a peek behind the curtain which is why I was like I push Mark and Josh to like give us like a little um, a little back pages behind the scenes like what was the influence the road to uh both the series and Wayne the the artist of science specifically he was a machine he just he came up with all these extra layouts and sketches that I'm like we need to incorporate this in some capacity yeah. with Horseman specifically we also had a lot of original art when we first started doing this project from the various artists who worked on it and while those original pieces ended up going to to people as giveaways we had copies of them that we include in the book because I thought they were so phenomenal. We should
1: have them in some capacity. Just to kind of echo that uh, uh, with the, the sketches, it kind of harkened to me at almost like um, the end of the Mandalorian or the Star Wars the series on Disney Plus, where they show the art at, yeah. during the credits. It kind that. of gave a lovely breather till you finish the issue. And then you kind of have this little like peek behind the curtain, and to appreciate what you just read, instead of having to kind of barrel through everything, you kind of get a little breather in between each, each issue and go like, Oh, this is this really was beautiful. Like this is the art in this is fantastic. It's
0: also like, oh, someone actually
1: made this. Like, <laughs> someone it, did this. It,
0: it can be easy to sort of disassociate yourself from the work that is put into something like this, and this reminds you, oh no, a person did this. Yeah,
3: yeah I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of like of of like of process and how things are built. In fact a couple of times I was debating on seeing if I can get Mark to give me some like original scripts and and notes just so we can show off the writing as well. Yeah. Because I feel like in comics sometimes, you know, granted I'm an artist, it's an art medium, but sometimes the writing process even gets uh, fluffed over in favor of the art. Yeah. Well, a lot
0: of comics will like throw something like that in the back. Anyway, I have a version of, I think, Marvel civil war that has like, the original scripts like all the way in the back. I probably read the same
3: book. Right. That's, that's more where one of these ideas came from. Yeah. And like there was a G.I. Joe book that I love that like did panel breakdowns in the back in the back of it, oh, the nice. collected edition. Yeah. So like
2: I think when we finish the Ascendant, that's not a bad idea that we could you know i yeah, love you i gotta
0: look it. that's the next one i want to look into yeah. as well because that one sounds very interesting as well do you want to like do a quick pitch for that one for
1: the people yeah, listening absolutely totally.
2: escape duke of hell millennia to debauchery depravity starts to feel some remorse starts sending the bad guys back to hell Ooh. thing oh yeah know, it it's, sounds it's, awesome it's fun it's fun. It yeah. amazing Fantasy horror, you know a little bit more a little bit more dirty a little bit darker you know what i mean um i think signed has a little bit of it it's got its conflict but it's a little bit lighter you know what i mean yeah it's a little bit of fluff not fluff but like it just it has a little bit of a lighter it's
1: sexy yeah. <laughs> let's be honest.
2: yeah wayne did an awesome job making it look that way yeah, so but, yes yeah. he did
3: yeah. across the artists of the uh the ascendant especially four and five we, we got an artist on there he's really driving up that grittiness of it Ooh, nice
1: now I'm
0: really yeah. excited for it we'll yeah. check that one out yeah all right let's talk a little bit about a comic called Horseman. Horseman. So Horseman follows the futuristic steampunk intergalactic protectors of time and space. All your questions about the universe will be answered. Are there really four of them? Do they really ride horses? Is one of them a lizard woman? Yes. The answer is yes to all of those questions. Uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit from your point of view about Horseman.
1: Actually, can I frame this with one quick question? Mm-hmm. How much acid did you have to do to make this story? <laughs>
2: oh, not nearly enough. <laughs> this, oh, this, is, <laughs> this is an acid trip Budget. Holy Did you shit. have it in the budget? <laughs> so, so, you know the, the scary part is zero is is the actual <laughs> answer. And and uh it's kind of the way our minds work because both of Josh and I have always been really super into where do we come from, where does it all come from, what you know, and, and yeah, I mean like I think we understand some of the scientific reasonings and, and wow. things like that, but you know, it just I think we all, again, you love mythology, you love, you know, fantasy, all that sort of stuff. And and you want something more. Right. And, And so this one, quite frankly, I mean, it really comes down to. Is there fate? Do we have do we have free will? Right. And that's really what the story comes down to. I mean, when you when you take out the riding cybernetic horses, when you when you take out, you know, everything that would be considered a fantasy element. That's really what it boils down to is philosophy.
0: And also what is the nature of fate, right? Like how do these non person things act if they interact with each other? Yeah. And where is the conflict between things that don't have a consciousness or a personality, but we're assigning one to them? Yeah. Which is yeah. interesting.
2: Yeah. What I love and I will say, and, and, and this was something that was hard for some of our artists when, when we wanted a, a world that was, fate and destiny right there's something they control everything literally became black and white right it's this or that that's that's it and that was a hard thing for artists to do because not only are you making everything black and white but you're making it Mm. two-dimensional and it's really difficult to get you know that that depth on things and to some extent you know that was designed too, right? We wanted things to seem flat and not not have a lot of dimension to them, not have a lot of, you know. So
1: because that's the idea. The idea is the color, the the life of things are going out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly. it really does come across. I mean, it's a really effective way. It's something I hadn't really ever seen before in a comic. Mm-hmm. This kind of effective way of like we're literally going to take the medium. And we're going to take the color out and that it's and, and incorporate that into the story. And it's such an effective way to do in a comic that you kind of to go back to what you were talking about with wanting to do stage plays originally and being confined by the medium. You're taking yeah. the medium and using it to its most effective manner, which I thought was really interesting. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. I don't see a lot of that done in comics. I mean, there's there's definitely a few that that really highlight the fact that it's a visual medium that you can play with it to tell a story. That's one book that I, I really like to to pitch to people because of those pages.
1: Right. It kind of reminds me of um, when they were talking about uh, Alan Moore was talking about Watchmen and he said the reason we did those nine panel pages is because it becomes so tiring and boring. And that was the feeling that he wanted. If you were to be living in this world, that's the feeling you would have of this rundown, tired feeling. And so to use the medium effectively, he made these these things. And it's kind of harkens to what you guys are doing, where you're taking a medium and using it to its utmost abilities to give the reader a feeling of what it's like in the world, which is really fascinating. So basically, you're the next Alan Moore, guys. Is all I'm, is what I'm trying to get I've got, to. I've got the beard. You do. He's got the beard. You've got the beard, and you're both got the crazy. So you're going to have to get more acid, though. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> well, we're yeah.
3: both as curmudgeons, and we, you know, but but we're willing to sell up. Yeah. Get off my lawn! Get <laughs> off my lawn! You're both just
1: one castle short of being Alan Moore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think as well. I want to say. I want to point out that uh, uh, similarly designed as well. That like, I think it would have been very easy. Speaking speaking of like the dichotomy of like it's very two dimensional even um in the story it would be very easy i think to fall into um the black and white of like good and evil and i think it it there's a risk that a story like this that seems so I guess I guess simple, but it's also not simple at all. But I mean, it, at, in its skeleton, it's a very simple idea. When
1: you boil it down to its core elements, there's a
0: risk that it could get boring, and it it fucking doesn't at nope. any any moment in this entire thing. Maybe part of it's because of the steampunk horses, but I suspect <laughs> it's mostly because of uh, the writing and like the care that you guys put into telling this story. I think we wanted to
2: keep the the pace on that quick too. Like we, it's another one where, you know, we wanted to start out with a bang and I know that one does literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it just keeps going. Like you, you know, you just, you don't want to give the reader too much time to take their breath, you know, and, and, and I think that's, you know, that, that was one of the other things we were really, you know, we want you to think about stuff. But, yeah,
0: that's interesting. You bring that up, because I remember reading I read the first page and I was like, I'm worried I'm not going to like this one because I feel like I missed something. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know who these people are. And then I got like five or six pages in. And if you trust the process, everything will get you back up to speed. I'll figure
1: (laughs) this out as I go. Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's cool. You just like throw the reader into the pool.
1: Yeah, the pacing is outstanding, and it's one of those books where where Signed is, the pace is great, and it and it moves along briskly, but because it's a mystery, it has this kind of snaking-like quality where it's a little calmer. This, I kept going like, wow, they started big on this. <laughs> I don't see how they could continue to build this at an even pace, and it fucking does. <laughs> and it just get every page of, like, it was it's like a Slayer album in the version of a comic book. Nice. Like, it was great. It just kept going and going. It going and going and you kept going. when I was
3: putting together Horseman I kept telling Mark I'm like I want to listen to Man of War right now. <laughs> oh my gosh it's just
1: like it's just a constant electric guitar riff like constantly going throughout the whole thing. Nothing was playing while I was reading it on the subway but in the back of my head let's <laughs> all the. it's just that type of feeling to it and every page you're going like well I mean eventually this bubble's got to burst like they got to calm it down and you just turn another page you're like well there's 12 20 more spaceships coming out of a portal with a bunch of knights and horsemen and whatever the fuck okay sure yeah it's one of those stories where like it's Kind of, it's kind of amazing we chose these two to read paired together because it's like (laughs) two stories could not be more opposite in in a lot of regards. Was
0: there anything, I know I sort of asked this in a similar way on signed and it it was not as, uh, it was a little more nuanced than I was expecting, but in a similar fashion, was there like a switch that flipped that you were like, I'm going to take the four horsemen who everybody, like whenever these four guys, these four people are used in entertainment and storytelling, they're always the bad guys, I'm going to make these guys the hero was there something that like you were, you know, sitting on your couch one day and yeah. What's the origin inspiration for this? Yeah.
2: Well, I think we definitely love those, those characters that are, that are misrepresented or, you know, underdogs, that sort of thing. We always, you know, again, back to see who that character is. She's maligned if you look at mythology and then you think about it and you go, wow, she got a raw deal, you know? And so we love that sort of stuff. We love flipping things on, on their head. We love, you know, changing the narrative on certain things. Um, and, and this just it's more interesting at the end of the day, right? I mean, you know, I'm guilty of reading my, Hey, here's the shining night sort of story or, or whatever. And, and knowing this is always the good guy and blah, blah, blah. But let's face it, interesting characters aren't just good and evil. You know, they just aren't. I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Yeah. It's a lot more interesting when the characters are heavily nuanced. Well, that also, you need to have something that like, okay, you know, if this is, if this is easy, then why the hell am I reading it, watching it, whatever, you know, it's just boring.
1: Chris, did you have
0: anything else you wanted
2: to add about Horseman?
1: Uh, No, I mean, again, it's one of those stories where I'm like, you're just gonna, again, what's really lovely, and maybe this is just kind of a good sum up of both the work and maybe even all of your work, but, You know, if you're the listener out there and you're listening to this, there's something I can tell from these guys for everyone. Like, you're, again, like, between Sign and Horseman, you... It's not that you can have more of an opposite story, but they're two very different stories. If you, if you're listening to one and you're like, signed, eh, I'm not that into like murder mysteries, then horseman is going to be for you. Like it's going to be, there's going to be something in your canon that is going to be good for anybody out there. That's, that's kind of what I love. It was, like I said, this was such an interesting pairing. To do just kind of by yeah. a twist of fate, which now you can use, I don't know, in some sort of writing. Of That's going to make it into something.
2: I will tell you the other thing is, is, and I just kind of what you asked earlier, too. Part of the reason for a lot of the kind of what we put together in Hor- Horseman was to have a, again, diverse cast. Yeah. right. If you read that book, it's not all just the same Finest. thing. And, in fact, <laughs> I think your your heroes have some interesting um backgrounds and, and, you know, uh, and I mean that from everything from not just things like ethnicity and stuff like that, but even
0: planets.
3: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or,
2: or the trials they face, right. It's just different. Yeah.
0: Well, and even almost um, sort of like their place in the team as well. There's like a healer. There's a guy who's like clearly the leader, but maybe he's not the best person for the job there. They, they all fit a different almost archetype, but not necessarily in the way that you would expect Uh, having, like, read previous things with similar archetypes.
2: And I would even say the person who I look at as the main character in it really isn't the leader. Yeah. You know, that's not who we're following. Right. You know, that's certainly more interesting to me, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. All right, cool. And with that, especially since Chris brought up, you know, there's something in Wayward Raven for everyone. I would even suggest, uh, and I think I said this at the top, We Suck at Comics, I think has so much, such a variety of different styles and just from the stuff in the video on Kickstarter, that uh, I, I would suggest if you guys at all, any of the listeners, are at all interested in checking these guys out, give that one a try. Donate to the Kickstarter, get the book, and uh, give that a try. And if you like what, anything and what you see, go back through. And, you know, we both, obviously, Chris and I definitely recommend Signed and Horseman, which are both on their website. So yeah. um, check that out. So uh, with that, what's in the future do you guys have any books coming out other than we suck at comics
2: what's going on yeah so we have to get on issue six of the ascendant so that's definitely next it's going to be seven books total and then we'll wrap it up to a graphic novel like we did with uh with uh horseman and signs so that's coming down the pike we have a ton of stuff that could easily go up and 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 get moving on but it's just there's a ton of scripts that at this point it's like who do we want as the artist? Who we want to work with on it? Um, I mean, that that's the next one that came to my mind. But, Alex, I'm, I'm sure there's other things that you can think of that we probably. Oh
3: yeah, no, we, we have the one that, like, at the start of the pandemic, we, um, Mark, Josh, and I, we started riffing on another idea based on mythology that's still not fully baked, but it's just something in the back of our minds. We've got some kids' books that we we want to start popping out into. So we have Percy already, which, again, it's like about a mythical creature who's looking for someone like him. And it's just teaching kids about mythology and animals, which is kind of cute. We also have the one thing that we've been working on from, like, day one of Way with Raven, which is Damn Heroes. It's in its fourth volume, part of the way, maybe halfway through volume five soon. And that's basically our, our comic strip where we make fun of superheroes. That one I illustrate. Mark writes, and we started as a weekly web comic, and you know every two years we collect it into a volume. So that one has been going strong for like a decade now. We've got a, lo- a lot of other one shots. Uh, Infusion is another like straight sci-fi. Hard- it's more hard sci-fi actually. The cycle, which we're including in We Suck at Comics, uh, and we even have some prose. We just dropped Lux Prismatica, which is three collected short stories. Mm. If you look it up on Amazon, it's we turn a mistake into a win here because uh, on Amazon it's Lux Prismatica dreams of recursive reincarnation, Dreams of Recursive Reincarnation. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and under the Wayward Raven brother, we have a lot of other little novels and short storybooks. So definitely check that out. too. Yeah.
1: So where, so where can they give, give some plugs? Where, where can they find this stuff? Give me all the website, socials
2: and always on waywardraven.com. You can always find all your stuff there. You can definitely find us talking about that stuff on waywardraven uh, for Twitter we're Raven Media for Insta and Facebook. You can find a lot of this stuff. I hate to plug Bezos, but if you have an Amazon account and it's easier for you to order through there, you can do it that way. Barnes and Noble, things like that.
3: Or you can just come to our website and we will link out to our Amazon stuff. If we, you know, you can buy it through us, you can buy it through Amazon, whatever works for you. Our main goal is to get stuff in people's hands or screens. Damnheroes.com is for the webcomic. We're also on webtoons now. We're on global comics. My handle on most social media is ASAP can draw. Mark is usually Panther Pit if you want to hit us up individually. Josh is J- uh JLA Jones or Joshua L A Jones on various platforms. He's our our beloved silent partner.
0: Uh <laughs> was the one we were making fun of actually in the I think the last episode or something like that, because I was like, is that his real middle initials? <laughs> I was like, yes, I, I it's, know. It's I looked L-A it up Jones, I was yeah, doing yeah. the research. I was like, those are his actual and I made a joke that I was like, imagine if my middle initials spelled NYC. I would put that everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I would also encourage people to like go to the Twitter for Wayward Raven. Look where you guys are going to be yeah. at conventions because that was a real cool experience meeting you. Uh, you get to talk to the writer, you get to talk to the one of the artists, and you know you can uh, give them give them. You know, they can make suggestions based on what you're interested in, which is sort of what happened with us. And it ended up being a great choice. Like we you guys made suggestions based on what we were interested in. And we both loved both of the books. So I would just suggest that if they're if you guys are at all going to be anywhere where these guys are going to be just like uh head over there, see what you can do. And
2: I think that's one of our favorite things. Yeah. Meeting yeah. people at cons, right? What's the next con you're going to be at? So we will be a Rhode Island uh Comic Con. So that's like you said, this is pre recorded, So um people will. If they're if they're there, they may get a chance to see us, or, or you know, they may they may have the misfortune of making their pattern in the a way that that lands them on our table. <laughs> I will say, if,
3: if anybody's listening, to this is going to be at Rhode Island Comic Con. Stop by our table. We are doing special uh, instant rewards for our Kickstarter. You show us that you backed us while you're there, or if you are a backer at Rhode Island Comic Con, please stop by. We will give you something special. We are going to be at table two twenty. Uh, at Rhode Island
0: comic-con and you might get some hot sauce.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And since you mentioned the Kickstarter, I know the, there's a Kickstarter for we suck at comics. Is there any, any other Kickstarter, any other kind of fundraising that
2: you're doing for anything else that you want to plug? That's the only one we're doing right now, but okay. uh, you know what as of right this moment, um, we're something like a hundred and some odd dollars away from hitting goal. Um, so you know it's it's yeah. gonna happen, right? I mean, oh, don't Jesus. say it. Yeah, don't put <laughs> it out there. I, I know, I know. Well, I was I was laughing around with Alex. I'm like, "Watch, you're in a dollar short." Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's
0: exactly what's gonna happen. I have to say, like at that point, you got to be like, "I'll fucking do it myself." Jesus. Yeah, let's be, <laughs> damn it. All right. If it comes you know? down to it.
1: <laughs> Sorry guys, we're shutting down production. We missed it by seventy nine cents.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would be the best thing. We just say, "Sorry guys, it's not happening." <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, that's it. We oh suck at God. comics yeah. so much. We missed it by a dollar. Yeah. Well, the,
3: the best part about it is I had a, we had a friend who, um, since the the, th- the theme was rejection, he was joking to me. He's like, if I submit to this and I, I get rejected, does that, is that like a circular
0: thing? Like I'll just keep <laughs> <something> <laughs> I'll just- Wait, just, So yeah. So does that mean that, it was so
1: bad, or does that mean it was too good? Yeah, oh. <laughs> just just wait till the sequel book of "We Suck." We suck at comics. <laughs> we suck at we
2: suck at comics. We suck a little less, a little less. Yeah, yeah. slightly. <laughs> so here's the the one thing I will say is um based on the success of volume one, we're looking to probably do volume two, and so I would say take a look at our website. If you've got a project that you want to submit, you know, right now we've been looking for stuff that's finished or maybe just needs a little bit of help. Like we can do some guiding and and whatnot, but in the future that may even change. So I, I think our thought process is we'd love to get it to the point where it's quarterly, but I think right now, you know, once or twice a year, is kind of the goal. That's
0: amazing. Cool. So yeah,
2: find their Kickstarter. I'm sure it's on the Twitter. We're going to put
0: it on our Twitter as well. Definitely back that, get that book and then follow them as well so that uh, you can keep an eye on when the next ones are coming out.
3: Yeah. I feel like I should say this is not our first Kickstarter. It's our third one. So this is going to be a lot more. We've done this before. It's the fourth one now. Yeah. We did an
2: Indiegogo that was successful. I, I um, keep forgetting yeah. about that one. Yeah. Everyone
1: yeah. forgets about Indiegogo. Don't worry. It's not, you're not such <laughs> as you. Indiegogo needed an Indiegogo
2: just to keep it running. I think <laughs> they were, they did it on Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
0: All right. Great. Cool. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, I think yeah, unless guys, anyone
2: has anything else they want to plug or say or anything we can head out. Definitely want to thank you guys for having us. And, and I thank you. I thank you for, for doing that pattern to, to find us. You know, that that's I, it's my favorite pattern ever. I'm just going to tell you that. That's, I will do it every time because nice. he has
1: to until he gets on that medication. I've been trying to get him. <laughs> he's going to do it every time.
2: Oh, oh, that's OK. I, I heard him say he's got some acid for you. So yeah, that'll, that's you know, right. Oh, yeah. yes. You know, I'm heading over to Alan Morris' place after this, so
1: I'll finally be able to understand horsemen. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: cool. All right, thank you guys. Have a good All one. Right. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah, take care. You too. Thanks, guys. Well, that was awesome. That was I. That was a lot of fun. They're really cool. Actually, I really like them.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of fun too. We already got a, a follow-up email from each of them saying that they enjoyed it a lot, and if we ever want to have them on again, they're happy to join.
1: I would totally have them on. Actually, I would totally guess them for a, like a subject episode, or even a, a Tuesday Newsday or something, just to like. Yeah, they're really cool. They're really really cool. I'm actually really interested to see like uh what's i i because they mentioned the other signed and I'm like ooh I'd be interested in that
0: I know I almost asked if they were had any plans to bring that one to uh to publish. I know I was
1: like ooh, we gotta i there was a number of stuff I was like we I want to follow up on this but, but we don't think have so much o. Time. is I don't know. Oh, it could be. Um... It's got to be Odysseus, right? Oh, yeah, that does make sense. Who did you think? I don't know. Why I was going to say Oedipus. But... Oh, that does start with an O. Yeah. Is that Greek? I don't know. <laughs> no, is it? Ro- no, it's. Know. I'm pretty sure it's Greek. It's Greek or it's Roman, but I think it's Greek.
0: Hell, it doesn't. Here's the other thing. It doesn't have to be only Greek gods. It could be Odin for all we know. Yeah,
1: that's true. Oh, yeah, they could change it yeah they all just
0: live in the same universe
1: see this is what i'm saying this is why these guys are actually they are really really good a lot of potential so yeah check out wayward raven all right was that i think that was technically my reading assignment to you but it was even though i
0: gave it to you You, to assign to me
1: but uh, so do you want me to assign you another one or do you have one for me i'm assigning one to you okay fine dick (laughs) <laughs> it's fine, fine for me it's one thing i gotta one less thing i gotta
0: look up oh great so i am assigning you another one that we got from comic-con okay and i might reach out and see if we can have these folks on as well and it is uh the monuments there's only i took a picture of i, I was rushing to get ready and i took a picture of the front cover so i'd remember mm-hmm. it's only got their last names on it but it's by Bracco, Mertz, and Eisenberg. Ooh. Melinda read this one while we were still in the hotel okay. at the end of Comic-Con, and she really liked it. So uh, I'm
1: going to give this one a try.
0: All right. I still got to read the latest trade paperback of Saga, too. I got to fucking figure that out.
1: I, I'm holding on to him. I think I'm going to... I might wait as long as I can. Really? And just barrel through all of it. Melinda was it like, can I read that one, even though you haven't read it yet? And I was like... No, you're like if I can't watch the trailer for the holiday <laughs> special of Guardians of the Galaxy. I know you're not know, watching Saga. Yeah, Le- reading Saga. No, I watching. Say. I just well, yep. I
0: sit it in a corner and I just watch it. Yep, make sure nothing happens.
1: All right, cool. That sounds that sounds that sounds good. I'm excited to read another one of these these homegrown comics right here. Um, is that I think that's it. That's all we got, right? Let me think about it.
0: Um, did you remember to brush your teeth?
1: Actually I don't think I did, so we should probably get out of here so I can go do that. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna
0: wrap this up then before you before they fucking fall out of your head.
1: Absolutely. Andrew tell the people where they can find us. I that was just uh, I did that for you. I don't like it though. Well I like having things to complain about. I know, but I, I I listen, I want you to know that I'm a good friend and I hear I hear what you're saying.
0: This is gonna be a very docile version of this usually we go out of it like
1: a like a bat out of hell do you want me to go back to the old way just yes. to give you a little yeah a little oomph i need some some how about just one should i j- give you just one no hey andrew yeah hey andrew yeah hey andrew yeah where can they find well, us they
0: can find us on apple podcasts on spotify google podcasts i Heart radio pandora soundcloud.com slash the media lunch break we're there every single fucking tuesday at eight in the morning hot
1: and ready eight
0: in the morning used to be so early to me and now you're like, I could put this up even earlier if I wanted to. I, maybe. We'll see. It's hard to edit while there's a child shitting all over my house, but you know, Ugh. I can't do this podcast anymore.
1: Oh, finally. I was hoping you would go first. You know
0: what? I actually can. You can Damn also it. find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, where our handle is at The Media Lunch Break. I haven't changed it on here, so I had to, I think that's what I, is that it is. Is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. I was, yeah. There
1: was some sort of weird hiccup there. Okay. Because we changed
0: it recently, and yes. it's, uh, it's it's the wrong one in my notes. But you can also find us on YouTube. where We have a handle on YouTube now, I think. Our handle is at TheMediaLunchBreak. The only one where it's not the media lunch break is Twitter, and it's because they have a a maximum amount of characters.
1: Well, Elon Musk is going to change that real quick. Well, yeah, because
0: if he wants his daughter to be able to have (laughs) her name as a Twitter handle, and her name is like Y equals MX plus B or whatever. Right,
1: right, right, right.
0: Maybe her name is, do you think her name is 3.1415926535? Her first name? Yes.
1: What if her first name is Three and her middle name is Point and her last name is Musk? <laughs> three Point Musk. Three Point Musk. That's pretty good, actually. Three Point Musk is the best cologne. <laughs>
0: That's right. You can also find us on TikTok, where our handle is at the Media Lunch Break. We're on Patreon, which is patreoncom Break. If you want unedited, uncut, uncut,
1: unfiltered, raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you really put some stank on that one, too <laughs> If you
0: want a video version of the podcast And honestly, why, would why you? wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I <laughs> mean, You we went two different directions yep. But uh, you can get that by by going to patreon.com Slash the media lunch And getting our Let's Get Intimate tier <laughs> And if you get any of the other tiers We're going to start putting out videos Pretty frequently mm-hmm. And we're going to thank All of our patrons at the end and so that could be you.
1: That could be you.
0: If you weren't such a such little a cheap piece bastard. of shit.
1: <laughs> I like this marketing campaign we have of like insulting and guilting people into giving us money.
0: Yeah, that's what we've always done. And we've never had any problems with it, except in the past six years. You can also send us an email, themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. You can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and reviewing wherever that sort of thing is available, at your local grocery store, perhaps. Or at uh, your, like, sort of, um, what are places where you can, like, you can work out and there's a pool, like, sort of a, like, a community a center?
1: A perhaps? I don't know, Maybe. A playground? Um They usually frown upon that when I do it, but, you know, give it a shot. Yeah,
0: no, I would recommend don't go to a playground unless you have your child with you. Or a child. Let's just
1: say a child. Yeah,
0: if you can grab one from somewhere. Yeah. That'd be cool. Special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. For being one of our favorite patrons. Yeah. And at this point, just because it's routine, because we like you. Yeah. And it's fun to thank you at the end of a, an episode,
1: and because we need to have something to say, so that I know when it's my turn to start talking. That's right. As Andrew said, you can leave a rating and a review, and you can leave it right in app. It really does help. I don't. Don't ask me how. Just it just does. Okay. You don't have to worry about it, and I don't have to worry about it. I just know that it does. So just so just do it. If you leave a five star rating. You can leave whatever kind of review you want. Go ahead. In fact, this week, if you leave a five star rating in the review, you should put, you know what? Just review Black Adam. Just put a review of Black Adam for our podcast. Not a review of us reviewing Black Adam. Just a review for the movie Black Adam right in the review. That's totally fine. Leave a five star rating for us. And leave whatever kind of review for Black Adam you like. That's what I think. Let's see. Next week. Oh, next week. Next week, Andrew. It's the best damn day of the week, baby. It's a Tuesday Newsday. Oh my gosh, it is. It's a Tuesday Newsday. It is a Tuesday Newsday next week. But here's the thing. We just talked about Black Adam, and we just talked to you guys from Wayward Raven. But if you listen to this and you were like, Black Adam, more like black makes me sad -um. Sad -um. sure let's go with that you should have been talking about this instead send it over to us if you have a suggestion if you have an idea of a subject you want us to talk about if you're like hey give me your opinion on this hey I just watched this thing somebody explain this to me send it over to us if you are like the guys from Wayward Raven and you made a comic and you want us to talk about it you want us to put eyes and ears on it point people towards it send it over to us we'll do it it as a reading assignment, we'll do it as a subject. As you can tell, we'll have you on the show if 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 we can. Like we love doing that stuff. So send it over. If even if you're just listening to this and you just read something, whether it's independent or from the big two or whatever, and you're like, hey, this is your reading assignment for the both of you. Go send it over. We'll check it out. We'll do it. We're happy to do it. Like I said, uh, next week is going to be Tuesday News Day, and then the following week. I don't know, actually. We're gonna look at the calendar. Let's see, something's gonna come up. And Black I, Panther? When is that? When is Black Panther coming out? November 11th. November 11th. Isn't that Veterans Day? Ooh, so maybe. Oh, it might be Black Panther. <gasps> Could it be? It will be. It will be Black Panther. So, two weeks from now, it'll be Black Panther.
0: It is. It's Veterans Day. I was right.
1: Good for you. Thanks. Yeah, that'll be. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be Black Panther.
0: It's very interesting. And a little suspicious mm-hmm. that they've stolen the word "black" from Black Adam.
1: You're telling me. You are telling me. We did a thing, Chris. We did it. There it is. We did a thing. That's that's it. There wasn't a thing, and now there's a thing. And that's how you do it, my friends. That's how it is. That's how easy it is. There wasn't a thing, and now there's a thing. Go do a thing, everybody. If you've been listening to this. I hope you're doing a thing while you're doing it. Make go out there, and make something.
0: Even if that thing is building a bookshelf or mowing the yard,
1: go out and make something happen. Or
0: turning tricks, or treats, or tricks for treats, or
1: trick treats for tricks, or tricks that are a treat.
0: Or, mm-hmm. I was hoping you would say something. I don't, I don't
1: have anything. Or just sucking dick yeah. down by a bridge. Yeah. You know, one of the yeah. w- one of those. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine too. But if it helps get you through it, you can listen to us while you do it. Great. Didn't mean to rhyme that. Just (laughs) kind of happens. Just going to happen. Just like sucking dicks underneath a bridge. Just kind of happens. You know what I mean? How did we last week? Wasn't it handies? Well, you know, the market's tough out there. And sometimes you got (laughs) to get ahead of the competitors or give head to the competitors. That's it, everybody. We're done. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Amazing. Are you turning off your recording? Oh, yeah, we're done. That's how we end that show. There's no other ending. Great. That's the happiest ending we can get. Jesus Christ.